Would you like to know the number one thing that will help you be successful in life, in school, at work, or in life? That's what we're gonna talk about in this episode of College on Fleek. Hey, it's time to stop procrastinating, get your S2G, and crush it in college. I'm Mary Dittman, this is College on Fleek. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of Wonderful Life and College on Fleek. I'm so excited about today's episode because we're going to share with you the number one secret to success in anything. But before we get to that, let's take a motivation minute. You might be watching this when you're on a break, or it could be summer vacation, it could be winter break, or maybe you're watching this during your semester or your quarter. And it can really be hard to stay motivated if you feel like you're scattered. And one of the best things that you can do to set yourself up for success is plan the night before. Now listen, I'm a morning person. I think very clearly in the morning. I do most of my best work and planning first thing in the morning, but even I don't leave things till the morning to get them ready for the day. What I mean by that is when I have an early morning and I need to make sure that I am out the door at a certain time, I don't wait until that morning to get my things together. One of my girlfriends told me that she is always late to work and I, and she's the boss and I said, well, why are you always late? And she said, well, because I'm never sure what I wanna wear and then I try it on and it doesn't look right and I'm just, you know, I'm in my closet and then I can't find anything. Now she's the boss, so if she's 15 or 20 minutes late to work, maybe that's not the end of the world. But you may not be the boss and being 15 or 20 minutes late can get you fired and 15 or 20 minutes late to class could get you kicked out of class. What I do, is I get everything ready the night before. I get my clothes ready, I get my jewelry out, I have my shoes picked out and ready to go, I have my undergarments picked out and ready to go. If it's winter and I need to bring a scarf or gloves, I have those things ready to go. I have my work bag packed I have my lunch made and packed, my water bottle is filled, my vitamins are in my little carry case, I'll have a snack with me, and many times what I'll do is I'll go ahead and make my breakfast the night before and just stick it in the fridge because I like to eat breakfast every morning before I leave the house. And so that way when I get up in the morning, I can do what I need to do and everything is right there. My clothes are ready, my gym clothes are ready, my breakfast is ready. <laughs> My bag is packed. I don't have to worry about forgetting anything. So get your stuff ready the night before because that is going to really help you get through the morning and set your whole day up for success. In every episode, we like to give you a study hack or a success hack. I'm going to give you a study hack today, and that is make flashcards. And the best way to make flashcards is as you're going through the class. What I recommend is go to a dollar store. You can get a pack of usually 250 index cards, three by five index cards for 
and stick them in your bag and have them with you all the time. One of my students went the extra step and she bought some of those, like it's a ring, I don't know what it's called, but so she punched, she would punch a hole every time with her index card when she made one up and then she'd put them on this ring. And so she had, for each class, she'd have like her little different rings. And I never did anything that fancy. I just make up my note cards and put a rubber band around them. But the ring is a really great way to keep them all together. So you make up your flashcards as you go, like every day that you've had class. What I recommend is you're in your class taking notes. Now, some of my students take notes directly on their flashcards. I don't do that because for me that didn't really work. What I would tend to do is take notes on my notebook and then later go ahead and make up my five or six, maybe 10 flashcards from that lecture while it's fresh in your mind. Then you're carrying all your flashcards with you and when you have five minutes, when you have 10 minutes, when you're sitting in traffic, when you're at the library waiting for your friends to show up, when you're sitting and waiting for them to get your meal ready at the cafeteria, when you show up to class and you have to wait five or eight minutes for your professor to show up and then get everything set up and ready to go, you're reviewing your flashcards. Here's a cool thing. You're never gonna get in trouble for looking at flashcards. So even if you're in a class where the professor does not allow cell phones, you've got your flashcards. If you're in your car and you're at a red light, depending on where you live, if a police officer sees you on your phone, you could get ticketed. But if you're looking at flashcards, that's not against the law. Now, I walk you through details on how to make flashcards in the Study Smart Toolkit. Please go to collegeonfleek.com, get that Study Smart Toolkit. It's the three-step system that I created to help myself. I had terrible test anxiety in college and it has helped so many students. I can't even tell you what a difference. I've seen students go from F's to A's and B's. Now, I can't promise you, okay? I can't guarantee that you're gonna get an A, but I've seen the students who do what's in the Study Smart Toolkit, I have personally seen their grades go from F's to A's and B's, and I'm talking high B's. The Study Smart Toolkit is a video tutorial. It's basically me sitting down with you one-on-one -on -one and teaching you how to study. I have so many students who say, Professor Dittman, could I please come to your office and you teach me how to study? No, I can teach you how to study wherever you are. It's the Study Smart Toolkit. It's free. So if you do what's in it, it's gonna help you. So go to collegeonfleek.com and get that Study Smart Toolkit. Okay. Let's talk about the good stuff. I'm so excited to share with you this number one secret for success, and I think you're going to be surprised. The number one thing that you need to be successful is sleep. Now, you're probably feeling really relieved because every time you sleep in class, you're like, yeah, see, I'm doing what's gonna help me be successful. No. I've heard people say, and, and I used to say this when I was in college, well, you can, I can sleep when I'm dead. Sleep is for losers. Sleep is for wusses. And that's actually not true. And every single piece of research right now is showing us how vital sleep is 
for us. And I know people, and you probably do too, who will brag and say, oh, I get five hours of sleep a night and I'm just fine. I do just fine with that. Well, a lot of times they're not doing fine, but they're not aware of it because it feels normal to them. They're running on adrenaline and stress hormones. Maybe they're fueling with caffeine or prescription drugs or even street drugs. And so being exhausted and then fueling with external sources has become the norm for them. But I can tell you that most research indicates that long-term sleep deprivation, meaning anything less than seven to nine hours, takes a toll on your body, but particularly it takes a toll on your brain. One of my mentors used to routinely get five hours of sleep a night. She thought she was doing fine. And then she got to a point where she just was having a very hard time focusing, couldn't remember things. And she went to see a man named Dr. Daniel Amen, who I have a lot of respect for. He is a highly regarded medical doctor, psychiatrist who specializes in actually brain injuries. He was one of the researchers who led the charge in um, studying concussions in NFL players. But he did a brain scan on her and he asked her if she was doing drugs and she was not. She's a very healthy, fit person. And she said, no, and I've never done drugs. I mean, not nothing. And he said, your brain is, it, it looks like the brain of an active drug user. And as they went through her diet and everything, what they determined was it was her lack of sleep. And you'll go through periods where you might only get four or five hours of sleep, but that should not be the norm. Okay, so what do you need? At your age, if you're in college, you need between seven and nine hours of sleep. And it should be at night and it needs to be all at the same time in a row. There is some value to catching up on sleep. So if you have a couple of nights where you're getting four or five hours and then maybe on the weekend you can catch up and sleep longer, you actually should do that. What happens when you're sleeping is that is the time when your brain actually detoxifies itself. Your brain is not connected to your lymphatic system. Your lymphatic system in your body is what helps push toxins out and clear toxins and get them to the liver and the kidneys and flush things out, your brain isn't connected to any of that. One of the times when your brain can detox is when you're sleeping. Also, during the hours of generally 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. is when your liver is repairing, which is bad news for a lot of college students because they're using their liver between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. But that's when your liver is doing its repair work and it's doing a lot of the heavy lifting of moving toxins out of your body. Now, sometimes if you're up past 10 p.m., you might say, well, I feel great, I got a second wind. And that's actually valid because you have a chemical in your body called cortisol. It is a stress hormone. Cortisol, if it's functioning correctly, should be pretty high in the morning. And that's, so you'll wake up in the morning, your cortisol is pretty high, that's what helps you get out of bed. And then as you go through the day, it's going to start to decline. Normally around three or four, cortisol is going to bottom out. That's part of why you'll hit that afternoon slump. If you're still awake at 10 p.m., cortisol will spike back up. 
And so that's why if you're up past 10 p.m., you'll frequently feel like you get that second wind and it's also harder to go to sleep. Here's the problem when you're getting less than seven to nine hours of sleep at night. And again, I say at night because your body has a circadian rhythm and part of what your body needs is to maintain its own homeostasis, its own balance. And there are going to be times, for example, if you work a second or third shift where you're working at night and then you sleep during the day, you can adjust to that, but I'm just gonna tell you, our bodies were not designed to do that. Our chemistry was not designed to live that way. Can you do it? Yes, but it really is tough on your body. Sleep deprivation has the same effect on your brain and on your body as being drunk. And one of the reasons that sleep is critical for college-age people is if you're males, if you're under the age of 28, your prefrontal cortex is still developing. And females, your prefrontal cortex is not finished developing until around age 25. The prefrontal cortex is that executive function in your brain that helps you make good decisions. If you've ever done something and maybe your parent or your teacher looked at you and was like, what were you thinking, you bonehead? Like, how could you have done that? That was so dumb. And maybe you're going like, yeah, um, that was dumb. I don't know, like I, I wasn't thinking. That might actually be valid. Because if you're, again, females under 25, males under the age of 28, that prefrontal cortex isn't fully formed yet. And so yeah, you might be making some bad decisions because you don't have full functionality in that executive decision maker. When you combine that with sleep deprivation, which is very common for college students, that is further impeding your prefrontal cortex, meaning the ability to make good decisions. Your prefrontal cortex is going to help you make decisions such as don't use drugs, don't get drunk, don't eat a bunch of bad food. When you're sleep deprived, many of your hormones get out of whack, one of which is the hormone that tells your body that it's hungry or not. And I'm oversimplifying this. So if you're a biology major, you're gonna recognize that I'm really skimming the surface here. But that's why if you don't sleep very well at night, you're like starving the next day. That's partly cortisol, but it's also some of the other hormones in your body that think we need more fuel. And you're also more likely, because different chemicals are out of balance, you're gonna want sugar, you're gonna want caffeine, you're gonna want carbs and all of those things are going to further impede your ability to concentrate because you're gonna get a caffeine spike and a sugar crash. Your brain is also affected by a lack of sleep because it's going to be impacted in the areas where you're going to be unable to focus, unable to learn and remember and retain information. And we already said sleep deprivation has the same effect on your brain as being drunk. So getting proper sleep is critical. And ideally, if you could be asleep before 10 p.m. Now I know that that's not always realistic, particularly with college students if you're working. When I was in college, one of my jobs I worked retail and the mall closed at nine. So during the week, if I closed, if I was lucky, 
like if we could have the store all zoned and ready to go and the last few customers that would come in at you know 858 if they didn't mess the store up and then they would leave at nine and we could go ahead and lock the gate and check out and everything I mean if I was lucky I was home at 945 but you really can't just go home and go get right in the bed you usually need time to kind of switch gears and decompress and I've had students that don't get off work until 1 a.m. I would encourage you, if possible, to structure your class schedule. If that's the case, you have to work and you don't get off work until 1 a.m., maybe you can structure your class schedule to where you don't have your first class until, say, 10 in the morning to try to give yourself the best shot at getting at least seven hours of sleep. If you'll sleep more at night, you'll find you won't need a nap during the day. And you're less likely to fall asleep in class because you'll be getting enough sleep at night. Now, College on Fleek is a dialogue, not a monologue. And I want to hear from you. How much sleep do you tend to get a night? Put that in the comments and let us know. And also let us know anything that you need help with. And we'd love to address any topics that would be useful to you. You can always connect with us right here at collegeonfleek.com. And join us next week when we're going to talk about how to deal with difficult people.